Showtime. Blog Talk Radio. Yep. All right. Sunday night, late night radio. What fun. Okay. Okay. Usually we play Willie Nelson at this time, but tonight is a very special show because tonight is Tom Sawyer's birthday. And me, Rachel, and William all agreed that we are going to do a horrible rendition of the song, Happy Birthday. <laughs> are we ready? Oh, damn, I'm holding up from Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Yeah, let's do right. it. Oh, uh, we can do. We totally do it, Marilyn Monroe style. <laughs> oh, good lord! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready? In three. Oh, yep. Two. One. Yeah. Wait. Wait. <clears throat> yeah. We thought they cleared my throat. <clears> throat. All right. In three. Two. Two. One. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. I guess, you know, you know, <laughs> five years from now, but I remember. Another day. Hmm. You lived well, that, another that, day. That's good. That's... Yep. You know, that means you're going to save a spot for us on the golf course, right? Oh, I golf like shit. Oh, yeah. Almost killed a squirrel with so my, Last time I, squir- <laughs> I went golfing on my brother's golf outing, I hit a, 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 a ground ball and almost took out a squirrel. You know? Whoops. Yeah. So, then I hit one and got lost in a tree. You know what this means is that the three of us we got to go golfing. Oh good lord! Uh, I'm better off if it doesn't have a clown face and a windmill. I suck. We're we're, we're okay, gonna so, be so, like all kind of golfers. We're gonna say four oh sorry. Four, all right. So oh, what sorry. we do is we put. We put some clown makeup on Francie, and then we ask Nick to spit a giant fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's your there's your windmill and clown. I'll just meet you at the night. Remember to hold down between their legs. Wait, so am I the target? Oh, did you so volunteer? That's wonderful. 
No, I think you volunteered me. <laughs> All right, let's... Let's get this party started by saying, hey, everyone, welcome to another exciting episode here on Francie and Friends. I am, of course, Francie, and we are being joined by our birthday boy, Tom Sawyer. Happy birthday. Hey, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah, we, 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 we tried to play you a well, no, we didn't play it. We actually sang it. And I can uh, even with you on your birthdays. Those voices, those voices that you heard, does not represent those on Frenzy and Friends. Yeah, they do. Oh wait, <laughs> Nick. Nick. <laughs> Nick. You know, he's got a point. Nick. Yeah. We got Nick here. Nick. Yeah, I'm there for a minute. Happy birthday to Tom. Oh yeah, of course. That's okay. Everybody sing already. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it again. Nick, join the party later. Happy birthday, Tom. Okay. Thanks. Three, two, one. Everybody started getting a Marilyn Monroe style, Nick. That's where we're going. <laughs> Happy. Rachel, you're, you know you got to be a part of this, too. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. Well, I am again. The only the one. <laughs> Happy yeah, birthday. I listened with my bad ear because I had a earache again. again. Happy Mr. President. No, it's Mr. Sawyer. You should have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, his, that's not Tom President. Yeah, Mr. that's right. Sawyer. Yeah, he's the president of my own fan club. No, not the. Well, president. there we go. That works. <laughs> so what's up, gang? <laughs> well, we got ourselves a great, uh, a great guest tonight. Cool. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. Let's introduce her and get her on here and get off the meet here. Thank you. <laughs> it's really so, cool because I? I, read, I read your autobiography and wow. How do you find the time? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I do, but it's it's a uh, kind of crazy. I have so much going on. Yeah. It's really oh. a lot. <laughs> As you can see, I'm acting, I'm writing, I'm editing, I'm doing photography, I'm, you know, all over the place. I have a magazine. Cool. So, you know, I mean, she, she, <laughs> you know, she, she's a Jill of all trades, which is amazing. I am. Mm. I have a book so. about the acting industry called Basics of the Biz. And uh, I have a magazine called Independent Streak Magazine, which is all about the film industry. And oh, cool. uh, it, it, that's worldwide, but I focus on South Florida. So a lot of times celebrities come down here and I include them. Like, for example, Barry Bostwick was just here from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So my next issue, he doesn't even know this yet, but he's going to be on my cover. This is breaking news on your show. It's going to be Barry Bostwick nice. on my cover. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you get started so, on this, Rachel? I mean, just out of curiosity, what what – was the catalyst what got you started? I mean, I mean, well, you starting um, like high school or something, or just just tell us about yourself. 
I tried to do a little bit. I tried to do a little bit uh, when I was younger, but I really didn't get into it until after college. And um, I had family members that didn't want me to get into it, but I finally broke into it. I won't get into the whole personal backstory, but I did a little bit of theater in Colorado, which is where I'm from. So I did some plays. I took a lot of acting classes. Um, I had one class in particular that I did monthly um, for a long time that was scene study. And then I just said, you know what, I'm going to go to L.A. And I just went off to L.A. against the protest of my family. And I was a struggling actor out there, like really struggling. And uh, eventually I made my way here. So I've been all over the place. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and and, that, and what's even cooler is uh, and you know not I was shocked. Like what I what I did then, I don't know if I could do it now. I really was fearless at the time. Well, yeah, it comes with age. You get a little bit more uh, jaded, I think, or a little yeah, more, a little bit more cautious. Yeah. 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 Did you have a question for me, William? <laughs> No, I, I was going to say, you know, and it's also awesome that uh, you also are on Babylon 5. So, uh, yes. you know, my, my inner teacher is giddy with delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, when I was in Los Angeles, I started out doing a lot of background work, and I was on a lot of shows. And one of my favorite experiences was working on Babylon 5 because it kind of took it to a new level. I actually had a character name. I was an Infili refugee, kind of like the queen of the Infili's. And um, in the scene, we're supposed to be bombed. And we had sand falling on us. And there was a fire on the set. So we got paid extra to do all of that. Plus, I had to have prosthetics put on. And it took three hours for them to put all everything on. And um, after the shoot, after 10 hours, I believe it was, they had me stay behind when everybody else left, and I did a separate uh, print shoot with Bruce Boxleitner, who's one of the stars of the TV show. And okay. they had me and him and the person who played my husband in the scene do a print shoot. I, I want to say it was for TV Guide, but I could be wrong. I, I don't know. But it was a promo shoot for the show, which was great. So that was really cool. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I was on Halloween H2O also, which is kind of timely. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> now, yeah, now, have I you was, seen uh, the new one? I haven't seen the new one yet. Um, I'm not hearing good things, so <laughs> I don't know. But I really enjoyed the one that I was in. Well, H2O was definitely good. And, yeah, you know, I think that- you know, I, I think this is probably going to be a good example, again, of doing, you know, something that I was um, kind of talking about earlier tonight uh, when, I, when I was telling a few friends uh, about you being the guest. Um, I, one, one thing I was kind of joking about is the fact of the old uh, concept of the um, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh-huh. And so, you know, in this case um, – you know, just because uh, from a personal standpoint, you know, in the 20-plus years of me doing freelance on top of script writing and novel writing, 
you know, it's the simple fact that you and I ended up working through the same offices under the same editors and probably yeah. had crossed paths more than one time. So right. now we and yeah. now we can on top of them. So <laughs> small world on that part. But um now with the with the Halloween connection, um Nick actually wrote the uh, novelization for Halloween four. Really? Wow. Indeed, I did. I'm going to be awesome. signing and giving away free copies on Halloween of the Ultimate Edition. Great. <laughs> yep, back yeah, in I 1988. Yeah, that, that was my favorite set to work on. They actually um, sang Happy Birthday to me. It was my birthday oh. when I did the What's well, the happiest shoot, time of the year? And What? It's the next happiest time of the year. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, the main cast was busy, but it was everybody else. I was shocked. They actually brought in a birthday cake for me, and everybody sang. It was really great because I was, you know, alone in L.A. without family, and it was really wonderful what they did. And that was actually the last extra shoot that I did. I was like, I'm going to end on a high note, and that's the last one I'm going to do. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis was right there, and Janet Lee, and um, – you know, I got to see all the main people and hang out with Josh Hartnett before he was a big deal. Um, I had a scene with Michelle oh, Williams. He's so hot. Love you, Nate. Josh, wow. Josh Hartnett. Hot. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny? He was just a kid then, and his arms were like too long for his body. He was just kind of a gangly <laughs> kid, and, and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that he would you know, get some muscles and become what he did. But, uh, of course, he was attractive then, too. But I didn't think anything of it. He's and and I his hair is so <laughs> messed up. Like, he has that he has that perfect, like, my hair is messed up look. Yeah. I haven't seen him in anything recently. I, I know. know. That's I and it's bad because he's such a great actor. Yeah, he is. It was very nice, too. And so was the, the whole cast was great. Um, Michelle Williams and I had a scene that unfortunately got cut out, but it was a great time. But there was some spooky stuff on set. They told us all these stories about where the location was, and I don't know if they were true. It was supposedly set in an old, like a monastery, um, like a, I don't know. And then they said that the area was where the Manson murders took place, but I don't know if that's true. Oh. And then... Oh. Yeah, so it's kind of creepy. And every time you went to the, oh. the bathroom, lights were flashing on and off, so it was kind of spooky. <laughs> so that kind of added wow. to the whole Halloween. The whole vibe. Wow. The whole vibe, yep. But I did a lot of stuff. Wow. I was on Ellen. I was on Power Rangers, uh, the practice a lot. Boy. I was in um, a movie called The Beach with Bronson Pinchot and Loretta Switz. So I did a lot of that kind of stuff in L.A. That's cool. And I did a lot of stuff here. Yep. And then now, um, go ahead, ladies first. No, you're good. Okay. Oh, okay. I I was going to (laughs) say... I was going to say I've done a lot of independent stuff in Florida. Of course, bigger roles, leading roles. 
um, not just background anymore. And I've done a ton of work. I was just recently in a pilot, and I am going to be in a film. I'm actually doing a bit of a background spot this week in a film, which I wasn't going to do anymore, but it's for a friend, and I'm going to be in the background of a movie, so that's going to be fun. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty busy. Here's the question I have for you, and this is probably going to be the million-dollar question. Okay, you've done a lot of big movies. What do you prefer, big movies or independent? Well, I prefer to have Do you roles. think you get more of a, like, say, like you're going to get to express yourself more in independent? Or do you feel like big budgets kind of tying you down? I would love to be in or a big budget film. Or you can say film. no comment. Huh? I, you know, I, I've been in lots of big budget films, but in these background roles, uh, not in a leading role or even a supporting role, all of that has come with independent films. And, of course, I would love to be in a big budget film in a bigger role. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened yet, but I, I feel like it could. And... Uh, Independent films are always great, and I really am a big supporter of independent films, which is why I have my magazine. Oh, yeah. and I have broadcast like this before. But you know, a lot of times the scripts for independent films are a lot better because yeah. feature films, like uh, big mainstream films, are more formulaic, and it's all about getting the money. It's not the story necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, do you think they kind of restrict you? It's like, okay, I want to do the scene this way, and they're going to say, no, no, you got to do it my way. Well, and do you think that in most films, films are, are saying, do it your way? Not necessarily. Uh, I've been on films that you have to say every single line the way it is written, and I've been on other films where they say, why don't you improv? So it just depends on the director, and that doesn't really necessarily matter if you're independent or in a mainstream film. But then again, with the big budget films, you have to worry about the studios, and there's a lot of bureaucracy, so things are probably more likely to be more difficult in that way or, or change, you know, oh, yeah. change is last minute. But that happens yeah. anyway. I was in a film that I was the lead, and then the director said, oh, I, I changed some things. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. And he had cut out most of my parts, so I wasn't the lead anymore. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. So it, wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that was a real, that was like a student film, so that was what that was. But, you know, you never know what's going to get cut, and that's the hard part about being an actor. I was in another film that I advertised highly, and, again, the part was basically gone, and that, that happens a lot. Just like with Halloween H2O, they cut my scene with Michelle Williams, and it was us, like, interchanging with uh, notebooks on the campus. So, oh, wow. you never know. Yeah. I mean, you know, but yeah, you have to admit, even, even if it's cut as much as it sucks, um, you know, the fact that you're able to work on the set is what makes it more memorable. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I like I said, I've worked on all these great sets, and I've been in a lot of films. The other thing is 
I've been in a, a bunch of films that never got finished. I'm still waiting for them to get finished. Some of the more recent projects I've done, and that can be frustrating. And oh, yeah. waiting for clips of your work <laughs> so that you can build a reel of your work, you know, it's difficult. There's there's a lot of frustrating things to being an actor, and that's something I talk about in my book. Like, you really need to have a passion for this because you're going to suffer rejection. You're going to deal with all this bureaucracy and egos and everything else. So it's not easy. No, it's not. You know, and uh, but I, I think that's one of the things that I always find to be so interesting is uh, you can tell the differences between the people that are coming into the industry because you know nine times out of ten. You know they'll walk into it and it'll be uh, and they'll have, they'll be still be trying to wear the uh, rose tinted glasses and then the, as soon as the uh, critique pops up, you know that's when you get the ultimate reality check. So yes, yeah, I was on uh, Night of the Roxbury. That was actually my first extra part I did, and oh, I was so I excited. love Chris Kattan. Yeah, I hung out with Chris Kattan. We ate bagels together on the beach, and I knew who he was. And the funny thing is, I didn't know who Will Ferrell was. That seems like that's what Chris Kattan would really? do, is eat bagels on yeah. the beach. Yeah. I was I like, I, this is wow. the wrong part. <laughs> there's, there's a beach scene, I'm sure you remember, in the movie. And they had oh, yeah. this, like, well, I don't know how to describe it, like a tent, like a movable tent that they were moving around so that the main actors, Will, and Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, were underneath this shaded tent when they're walking on the beach. So they were doing that. You don't see the tent. And at one point they had a tent with the craft service set up for us. So he and I were just hanging out, Chris Kattan and I. And Will was there, but I just didn't know who he was. And you could see me, like, you can barely see me. You can see me running on <laughs> he's so hot because he's so nerdy, and you're gonna like talk to him. You're like, dude, I love you. <laughs> like within five minutes, I love Chris Kattan. He's, he's nice. Oh, okay, really I'm nice. sorry. So now, um, I've, I've heard that. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what I was gonna say is that I was really excited to be there. And they have this habit in L.A., especially, of shooting any scene that you are, like, half naked, you know, in a bikini. It's freezing that day. So I, I think if I remember okay. right, it was pretty cold out, and I'm wearing a bikini, and everybody seemed miserable except for me. I was so excited to be there. So aren't and they're like, what's up with you? It was cold. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to... This other movie, uh, I was ta- talking about The Beach with Loretta Swit and Bronson Pinchot, and also um, Gabrielle Anwar before she was in uh, Burn Notice. She was brand new. Nobody knew who she was. And it was so cold out. I was wearing a bikini, and it was a night shoot, and I was supposed to be serving oh, drinks. And I was with another girl, and every time they yelled cut, we reached behind the curtain, put coats on. We were freezing. And then as soon as they went back to filming, we stuffed the coats back underneath the curtain. And um, in between, when we had a break, they had, like, this big blanket that a lot of us 
huddled under this blanket together by these fire pits. So I was under there with Gabrielle on the if I remember right, and some other people. And uh, I hung out with Bronson, Bronson Pinchot and Loretta Swit on the set. And I actually saw Loretta. She came down to Fort Lauderdale, I think like 2010, for the Fort Lauderdale Film Festival. And she remembered me, which was great. So that was really cool. That's awesome. And awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Just like Bruce Boxleitner remembered me, too, when I saw him. It was pretty cool. So I had a lot of fun we- in L.A. Okay, burn notice. Uh, Dennis Leary, how was he? I wasn't on burn notice. I was saying that Gabrielle Anwar, who's in burn notice, was in this other movie I was in. Oh, okay. Sorry. But a lot of my friends locally I think ha- I, were in I burn think notice. I made out with Dennis Leary one night when I was in South Carolina, and he looked like Dennis Leary and... I was like, you're Dennis Leary. He's like, no, I'm not. My name is Rob Smith, and I sell traveling vacuum cleaners. I was like, dude, you're Dennis Leary. Even the bartender's like, you're. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop that story. (laughs) (laughs) There we go again. I totally made out with Dennis Leary. So, now, uh, now, okay, now I'm Rachel. I'm what, shouting out information, so oh, go ahead. Oh, I love you, Nicodemus. <laughs> what? So, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say now, um, you know, <laughs> given given the diversity and the options that you've worked in, um, what is the one genre that you think is your personal favorite? Um, you know, that you wouldn't mind even having like regular roles working in. I like horror. Um, I'm actually. I've helped run the film festival at Spooky Empire, which is a horror convention, for several years. And this year I'm not running it anymore, but I'm a jurist for it, and I'm still moderating a film, female filmmaker panel for it. And awesome. So I've been watching a lot of horror films. But I, although I, I like horror to watch, but I really like to be in horror. And I've played a serial killer several times. <laughs> And it kind of goes against awesome. hype because you don't expect me to be that. And that's what I like. I like going against hype and really playing kind of an outrageous character that you wouldn't expect. And also, I like doing roles that are like characters, accents, that type of thing as well. Well, you know, for, for, forgive me for being forward, but, you know, I, I would never see you as a serial killer, so that, that, that's absolutely perfect. That's genius, whoever uh, you know, who, whoever put that uh, casting on that one. So I, I well, hope we'll be able I to see it soon. <laughs> I tried out for one thing that, boy, they were so shocked when I tried out. They couldn't believe it. And I remember they showed, they had a screening of it, and this girl was scared of me after the screening. She's like, uh, you know, like, couldn't even be near me. She was so freaked out by me. And that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Well, I mean, that, that's what you know you did, that you did a fantastic job. You know, that, 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 that's, that's a perfect compliment to your craft. Yeah, I, I like really becoming the character. Like I come up with a backstory or I 
kind of think about how the actor talks, how the actor walks, mannerisms they have, why they're doing the things they're doing. And somehow I get into the mentality and it just comes out naturally that way. That's what I try to do anyway. And it's fun oh, yeah. to kind of explore these kind of crazy out there characters and why they would do the things that they do. Like I've been watching Dahmer. I don't know if you've seen the TV show. And it's just brilliant. Oh, yeah. Evan Peters, who's plays Dahmer is amazing. He was in all the American Horror Story uh, segments, and he can play anything, and it's just so inspiring. Dahmer, I love that movie. Yeah, I've been watching it. He's he's now a Marvel character. He's got his own TV show now. Who, Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> no, the guy who played Jeffrey Dahmer in the movie Dahmer. Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. Really? Okay. Hold on. Wow. Okay. That, that one's new. Okay. So, hold on. I, I, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's now a Marvel. Yeah, my uh, my one friend KP uh, Fonase is at, was actually on Dahmer, so I was I was watching it just to uh, you know see see his role and cheer him on as well too. I have a friend that's in it as well. Um, actually, I was supposed to be in a TV show with him. I was supposed to play a stalker, and I was going to be stalking him. And the TV show, I think they filmed everything but my scene, which was going to be the last thing. And then they abandoned the TV show. They didn't finish the TV show. So. Oh, geez. That's another. Oh, that's yeah, I mean, this is the problem with, like, the independent film sometimes, that they're low budget, things happen, they run out of budget. And, and it could happen with anybody, but, you know, you don't have the contract and that type of thing that you might have with a bigger film. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Yeah, but, you just got to do it for the love yeah, of doing it. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. You know, you, you got to keep your heart in it more than anything else. Yes. Yeah. And in, in the worst case, you know, just keep referring it to the ultimate passion project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, You know, I've, I've enjoyed it. And like you said, we kind of mentioned for a second that I'm also in the writing world. So I realized that probably an even better writer than an, an actor. So I kind of went more into writing more recently. Well, the last 20 years also, but I kind of, I'm not acting as much as I used to. And I'm doing more writing because that pays the rent, you know. And I'm writing and editing. I've worked with over 40 publications and now I have my magazine and I have my own blog and that type of thing. So that's what I do. <laughs> and, and then, you know, how how did how did was it easy to actually put Independent Street together and you know some of your other publications or you know? Well, I think because of what I do during the day, I learned what it takes to make a magazine, and I found software to do it. And I I don't think it was really that difficult. 
the IT portion of it is always difficult for me, and I'm having a big problem with my website right now, and that's the bane of my existence, that type of thing. But the writing is oh, not okay. difficult. It just takes a lot of time. And I do the entire magazine myself. So I go to the events, I take the pictures, I write this copy, I do the graphics, I promote it, everything. And I've had a couple writers write for me in the past, but mostly it's just me. And I've been doing it for eight years now. And it comes out usually every other month. For a while I was doing it every month, but I just couldn't handle that anymore. I had to make it every other month. So I'm working on my new issue right now, which... I hope to have done in the next few days. And people can well, see I, that. I know. I'm, I definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have no a problem. site called independentstreakmagazine.com. But like I said, it's having issues. But if you go to magazine issues on the page, you can see all of the archives for the last eight years. And it's like a, a flip book. So you click it and you can flip through the pages of the magazine. Cool. Nice. Well, yeah. What do you love doing more, the magazine and writing or acting? That's a good question. I kind of have flip-flopped between them. It was funny because I watched an old interview with me from like 2006, and somebody asked me that question, and I said I'm more into acting. But lately I've been more into the writing, but now I'm kind of gearing up to get back into the acting. So I think I get a little burnt out with one, and then I skip to another. And I miss acting, so I'm really happy I'm going to be on the set this week, for example, and I'm hoping to get more acting work. I've been in talks with a couple people. Just to get back on set again would be great, because uh, I want to get back into it, and I hopefully can do even bigger roles. That's cool. Well, you know, it's definitely well-earned, without a doubt. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything I do is to support other actors. You know, I do all of this stuff, and sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm not really getting paid for a lot of the things, like the writing stuff I do. I I get ads for my magazine, which is great, and I could always use more ads. And I just do it, like, a, like I said, as a labor of love, but also to support people so that I can talk about their projects. You know, and, and that's good. Cause, I mean, we, you know, just the way that the media runs these days, it, it's always uh, crazy to say the least. That's putting it lightly, you know. So, you know, the, the fact that you're allowing a window of opportunity to, uh, you know, to actually shed light on someone's work like that is fantastic. That's what I love to do. I mean, I really love helping people. And when I used to be the editor of a local newspaper called The Observer, I was able to go out in the community in Deerfield Beach and just highlight local events and things too. And I missed that terribly because the paper went under. But I still run the website. That's something else I do. And I put up local happenings and stuff on The Observer newspaper website. So I still am doing that when I can, again, and uh, what else am I doing? <laughs> I'm doing some, oh, I now yeah. have a blog as well called Let's Talk Magazine, which is in a different type of format, and that's more high-end lifestyle events that I go to. Like, I just went to something called Eat Your Heart Out, 
which was a food and wine event benefiting Heart Gallery of Broward County, which helps uh, foster kids find homes. So it's a little different than the film world. Yeah, but I that definitely was an impressive event, though. I mean, uh, they, they had a decent lineup from what I read. There was a lot of different local restaurants that were there, and they had a band, and people got up and spoke. Uh, a gentleman from Channel 10 hosted it, and it was a nice event. And I go to a lot of that type of thing. I get asked to go to these events. And let's see, what else? I, just, I went to... Um, concert. J.D. Danner, who's a fantastic singer, I went to her concert recently. I've written about her several times. And she had a concert at the Arts Garage in Delray. And <laughs> what else have I been to? Uh, I just um, nonstop at events. Um, what else? I can't keep up with it all. Actually, there's several events I haven't been able to go to. I did go to the Miami Gems Film Festival kickoff, which is coming up, but unfortunately, it's the same time as the Fort Lauderdale Film Festival, and Fort Lauderdale is my baby. I, I always go to Fort Lauderdale, and I cover every single event. So that's coming up November 4th through 13th, the Fort Lauderdale Film Festival, and they have a bunch of celebrities coming in. So I was just talking to the PR person about that today. Awesome. I mean, you know, at least of the two, Fort Lauderdale seems to snag a lot of the, um, you know, more uh, interesting films on the selection front. Uh, I would, I've attended that and Gems in the past. And I don't know. I think, I think I'm, I'm, like you, I, I kind of lean more towards Fort Lauderdale. You know. Well, you know what? Gems has some fantastic films, too, this year. So I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Like, they're going to have The Whale for example, which is getting a lot of buzz. Um, and Brandon, Brandon Fraser, right? Right. And The Glass Onion, the one that Angela Lansbury was, her last film. I think it's called oh, Glass yeah. Onion. Um, that's going to be shown there. So there's some good stuff. Of course, Fliff is where you get a lot of the celebrities are coming. And um, we've got, let's see, Roxana Arquette's daughter is supposed to be coming. Sean Penn's kids are coming. <laughs> Some interesting people that you might not normally see. I mean, there's so many filmmakers and celebrities coming for Flip that is incredible. And there's over 150 films being shown. That sounds too shabby. Yeah, it's going to be great. But I did go to the actual, the big event. The Miami Gems is a smaller event, but the big event, I, I don't know what the dates are this year but it's usually in the spring, like March or April. And I did go to that last year. That was a pretty great event, too. Cool. Yeah, I was supposed to go to the Treasure Coast Film Festival, which just finished this weekend, actually tonight. But there was just no way I could make it up there, so I, I felt really bad. No, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll admit, I'm, I'm actually surprised that the Treasure Coast actually was having something like that because uh, – I I actually uh, lived there back when I was younger, almost uh, 40 years ago, and mm -hmm. it was 95% senior citizens. You know, so it's one of the reasons why we uh, we kind of left early when we could. <laughs> really? 
interesting. Yeah. Okay. You know, so well, I don't know. Yeah, so I've never gone to the film festival, so I don't know. But some of my friends had films that were shown there. So it would have been nice to go up there. But like I said, I'll True. be at the Empire next weekend. Who? You know, now, now speaking of spooky, how, how, how's Petey doing these days? Well, Petey is always on the run. He's hard to catch. <laughs> he's, he's so busy. He's like a chicken with his head cut off, running around, doing everything, and um, making the magic happen. It's incredible what he put together. And the amount of celebrities that are coming to Spooky is incredible this year. Oh, I know. I can't wait. Um, yeah, but believe it or not, I, I, I know you're, you're probably going to kick out of this. Um, back when we had the Our Town News. Yes. I actually, I actually convinced uh, the, the editor, Craig, to uh, give me press credentials. So I covered uh, what was then called Scream Fest. 2004. Right, and I was there. Well, I was really. Well, I was there in 2000. I was there, yes, 2005. I was there, wow. and I as press, yes. And actually, I had Small a film world. that I directed. I'm sorry. No, even smaller world. I, I covered. Uh, I covered it in 2005 for Lenny. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> funny. With, with, I with the forum. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure who I covered it for. I don't remember who I covered it for, but I was there, and I don't remember if it was that year or the or before that or when it was, but I had a, a film that I directed, wrote, and acted in that was shown there that I've never, I've really never shown anybody since. <laughs> it was a really crazy wow. experimental film that it was like zero budget. And somebody watched it and said it was like an acid trip. So I played like well, multiple personalities. <laughs> and I played like a little girl and kind of a harlot-looking character that were attacking each other, but it's all in my mind. And it was, it was a very wild movie. And it was a short. And I did the music live with a synthesizer as well. <laughs> So there was a lot going on with that film. And it was just me and my friend that I pulled in to do the cinematography and help me with editing. And it was shown at Spooky, and it was shown at also the Wallflower Gallery, if you remember that place in Miami. I certainly do. Yep. Yep. It was shown there. And it got a great response. I had a, several people watch it at the Wallflower Gallery, and I had questionnaires that I handed out. And it got a great response from everybody. They really liked it. But at Spooky, which used to be Scream Fest, they, there was not very many people watching it, unfortunately. So I didn't get the feedback. But I had a table there with merchandise. Like I had T-shirts with my face on them that people bought. And um, I still have a whole bag of those somewhere. If I ever get famous, I can give out T-shirts with my face on it. I don't know. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? It's ridiculous. And well, you know, and, you know, extreme worst case scenario: the holidays are coming up, so nothing says Merry oh Christmas, God. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> oh my God! I have a friend that likes to give out his book to people for the holidays. <laughs> Do they want it? I don't know. You know, like my book is great is great to buy for the holidays, but it has to be geared towards someone that's in the film industry, 
it's not for everybody. It talks about partially about my experiences in L.A., living in a hostel and dealing with that situation and struggling and everything else and coming to Florida. And then the other half is how to become an actor, like headshots, resumes, how to get in the union, all of that type of thing. So wow. it's really so, I mean, for that want to get in the industry. But, that, but that's good, though, because, I mean, you know, that, that, that's one avenue that a lot of people don't really have an opportunity to see. And, you know, when they do, it's, it's the ultimate culture shock. That's true. And I've made so many mistakes in the industry, and I probably continue to make mistakes. So I try to steer people not to do what I've done. <laughs> because, like, for example, I auditioned for a film. I didn't know what it was, and I read the script when I was in L.A., and I was like, what is this? I don't like this. So they wanted me to come in for a callback, and I didn't go. Well, that part was for Dawson's Creek. Oh. Later became Dawson's Creek. Yeah. It was, um, oh, my God, I forgot her name. The woman that used to be married to Tom Cruise. It was her part. Oh, Katie, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, thank you. Yeah, it was for the Katie Holmes role. And I didn't go to the callback, which I'm still kicking myself for. And wow, so you would, have, you would have played uh, Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was supposed to go audition for Scrubs, and I thought, boy, this is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> I read the script and well, like, this is not going to. Yeah, exactly. Just stupid. So, especially being in L.A., I mean, you never know where things are going to go there. True. So, Very yeah. true on that part. Yeah, so I've I've made a lot of goofs in my day. But, you know, but, I, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, it can always be worse. Yeah, and a lot of it is I know what to do. Like, I actually worked for a talent management company in L.A., and my book is based on what I learned there more than anything as a manager. And Uh-huh. It's like I know what you're supposed to do, but I don't necessarily always follow it. And I was just looking at my book, and I was like, wow, I have good advice in here. <laughs> I need to read my own book. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. But don't you love when that happens sometimes, though? Because, I mean, you know, that, that, that's when you realize yeah. that you're on the roll. Yeah. I, I, um, I wrote the book originally – Gosh, I, wow, I think I wrote it in, like, 2001, and then I just set it on the shelf, and I re-edited it in 2009, and then I published it myself. It was self-published. And so there's a couple things that are have changed since I wrote the book, but basically everything's the same. Um, the only thing that's changed is that headshots are now in color instead of black and white, and the union is merged. So SAG and AFTRA are now one union. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the, with the Internet, there's a lot of other avenues to get acting that weren't available when I wrote it in 2009. Yeah. And I, I trust probably the um, the membership dues for, for the union have changed, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why I'm SAG eligible and not SAG, because it, it, Florida is a right-to-work state. So there's, yep. there's not a lot of work right now, 
although Broward now has incentives that they put in place this year, which a lot of people don't know, but it's not the same as how it used to be. People are not coming here yet the way they used to when it was like the Miami Vice days. So without having that much work, it doesn't make sense to become union down here really because there's just not the work for it. But if I was in L.A., I would definitely have to join the union at this point. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah but, uh, yeah, I, I, I know that's one thing I'm, I'm very curious on is to see what some of the incentives are because, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit and I'll put it on the air right now. I, I've got a few goodies um, kind of mulling around the back of my head. I've just got to, you know, look for a film crew more than anything else. Mhm. You know, so, it's all about networking. You know, it's all about getting out and meeting people, and that's how I have found what I've found. And actually, you can get a lot of stuff on Facebook. Really, I've made a lot of connections on Facebook. Yeah. So you know, same here, and, I'm, and, and, and you know, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm still learning along the way, and uh, you know. I'll admit, there's an occasional moment I do have the, uh, you know, the fanboy moment as well, too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, there's something called Florida Arts Network that my friend runs that has events every once in a while, like a picnic or, you know, get-together of some sort, and that's a great networking group, too. So I, I suggest people look that up, Florida Arts Network. Okay. I'm trying to think of anything else cool. I can give advice to people. <laughs> sure. And then uh, now, is, is there any? Uh, and then I was, I was saying, now going going back to your book, is there any possibility of seeing a a reissue of it at all? Well, it's available. People and people still buy it. I actually had someone buy it the other day. Um, they said, "Oh, because you can buy it online." So if you go to Amazon.com, it's there. It's called Basics of the Biz. And it's titled, A Holistic Approach to Becoming an Actor, Basics of the Biz. And the reason the holistic thing always throws people off, but it doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) It just means, like, I talk about all aspects of the industry and of preparing yourself. I talk about exercise and stuff. I didn't even realize I talk about that, but I, I talk about that. I talk about branding yourself as an actor, which is really important, like what your type is. Um, there's so much to the business side of acting that people don't yeah, know about. What does that mean? It means finding out what your type is. Like, are you the girl next door? Are you the student? Are you the professor? Are you the doctor? If someone looked at you, what would they think you are? Because that's what it comes down to. They want you to fit into a role. Like, people look at me, they would not see serial killer. <laughs> they would see no. girl next door, possibly. Um, so a lot of times you get pigeonholed into these roles, which if you know what you're going to be pigeonholed into, you can make that work for you by applying for those type of roles because you'll have more of a shot at it. Like, for example, I have been in a lot of reporter roles because that's what I do as for a living. Like, I've been a TV host. I've been a reporter and they see that, and they're like, oh, great, you can play one on TV. But I also can do anything, you know. I was a, a Jewish New Yorker recently. So 
you know. Wow. Get up. <laughs> thank you. If you give an actor no a chance, you know, they can do it all. But you get pigeonholed. But that doesn't mean you can't break out of the box and still fight for what you want. But knowing how you're branded is great because then you can gear your headshots toward that and you can submit yourself for those roles. If that answers your question, Francie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, you, yeah, you, you definitely definitely nailed the New York accent. Cause I, I almost was waiting for you to do the, uh, yeah, we, we, we found a Linda for Linda. You know, the and new uh, Lending Street commercial. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> See, sometimes I can't. It's like, I, now I can't do it, right? I did it a minute ago. But once I'm in the role, I'm in the role. That's the pilot I just did. I was, um, it's called From Brooklyn to Boca. And I played a Jewish New Yorker for that. Nice. I was actually a Jewish New Yorker in Boca. And it came out great. I'm, I'm so thrilled with that pilot. But what that was was like a teaser because they're trying to sell the pilot. So we'll probably be recast. They have some bigger names in mind to recast it and remake it, unfortunately. But, you know, what can you do? If it's a pilot, why can't they just stick to the middleman? Say, hey, we got this. It's like that 70s show. You know, Kelso, Eric, everybody, hides. they never worked a day in their life in acting. And they brought them together, together so perfectly. Yeah? Yeah, that's I did true. a reference to that seventy show. Like everybody, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Hold on. Well, sometimes if song? you did I miss something? <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to bed. A booster. Sometimes it's hard to hear you guys. Oh, it's his dog. But um, let me think of what else I why not tell you. Bring, why not bring together a cast of characters? I mean, that 70s shows, that 70s show worked. The only guy, Red Foreman, was the only one who had, like, an active acting career. Yeah, and they brought all yeah, these teenagers together. So why not do another one? There you go. Convince them. I agree. They know I agree. <laughs> That'd be great. But unfortunately, they usually want names for you know those type of bigger budget things. So that's the problem. Yeah. But I, I actually they're turning this that script into a play as well. And I had a stage reading that I did for it with an even bigger role which was great, but again, they're going to be recasting that and making it into a musical with Broadway talent. So, But it was great to be a part of it for what I did, and maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll be in it in some other way. So in the meantime, I have it for my reel. I have a part of it for my reel, so that's great. Well, that's good. Yeah, and it was great to work on set, you know, I get 
you know, you get paid, you get to be on set. And I actually, they had my makeup done and my hair done. Um, the director paid extra for that, and it was great. And we shot it during COVID with, with a COVID compliance officer on set. But the cool thing was that I was the only one that didn't have to wear a mask because of my makeup. So I love that. <laughs> nice. So you didn't have to get that yeah. straw in your brain. You didn't have to get that straw in your brain that poked your brain, and you're like, what the fuck? Oh, Just we had happened. to get tested. We still had to get tested uh, to work on stuff. Okay. But, and that's how it is down here. You know, that's how it's been. You have to get tested before you work on anything. I think oh, it's yeah. getting a little bit better now, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit those, uh, I mean, the uh, the nasal swabs are definitely uncomfortable. Yeah. Whoever, whoever yeah, said it's no big deal. You're going to feel uncomfortable for 10 seconds. And I'm like, so I get the count, and they're like, bam. And I was like, what just happened to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What What did you just do to me? <laughs> I'm like, oh. I threw a whole bunch of information at you, but if people want to know more about everything I did, like I said, they can check out the book. And I have an IMDb, which has some of my credits. But the funny thing is, with IMDb, it doesn't list all your credits. I have probably three times more credit than what's there for various reasons, like the director doesn't put it on IMDb or whatever. So you can see some of my credits on there if you go to imdb.com. And, oh, gosh, like I mentioned, my website for the magazine, so people can check into that independentstreakmagazine.com and letstalkmagazine.com awesome. and I'm on Facebook all the time I'm not on Instagram so much anymore but I need to get back on it eventually but I never know what I'm up to <laughs> I'm always up to a lot of stuff I was just and I'm always say, happy I mean, to help people if I can you're definitely you know if anybody wants to talk about roles and things like that, I always say, you know, you, you'd be like the perfect on-the-go reporter because you never know where uh, yeah, well, where yeah. the new picture's going to show. <laughs> like I said, I've been I've played a reporter many times, and I also do voiceover work. So I was just in a movie called Seventy Three Minutes that I did a voiceover as a reporter for, and I've done that for several shows. Um, I was in Haunting of Whaley House as a nine one one operator, which is a bigger project. Um, actually, the director was in L.A. I did the voiceover in my closet, yeah. which is basically like, like a padded room, and sent it to him, and he put it in the movie all, from, all you know, he was in L.A. So that was pretty okay, cool. Run with your fake guns. <laughs> and then, okay. I don't know if Sandy's awesome. in the background I mean, talking. I mean, Haunting of Whaley House was a pretty cool indie film. Nick, by the way, we can hear you. Um... I was actually trying to read a book with my helmet on. Damn. Damn, I forgot. Oh, hold on. I, I can hear somebody talking. I don't know. It doesn't take off. Put your phone on mute, Nate. Okay, so, <laughs> Rachel, I love you. Where yes, thank you so much for letting me be on. I wish I could. What? Put your phone on mute, Nate. Okay. I can't hear you, Francie. <laughs> oh, yeah, everything. 
get your driver's license back. Sorry. Well, I think we're going to be ending soon, but. Really wish I could have found something. Yeah, I guess it must be. William? Well, that must be time. I can't hear you. Rachel, where can we find you? Um, like I said, I'm on Facebook under my name. You can go to Basics of the Biz under Amazon.com and get my book. You can go to IndependentStreakMagazine.com and see my magazine or Let'sTalkMagazine.com and see my blog, uh, some of the other events I'm at. And I have a website with my name, but it's got issues right now as well. RachelGalva.com, but eventually I'll get that back up. Thank you guys for letting me be on. Well, I was going to say, if you want to uh, stay in chat, there's something that I dealt with this weekend. And, Rachel, if you want to uh, stay in chat with this, I kind of feel like Dr. Phil, like he's going to give, like, this personal announcement out. Um, my younger brother okay. attempted suicide. This weekend. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah, we got the suicide letter and everything, and I I was mad at him. I was so mad at him. And the fact is, I was mad at him for the fact that he did not talk to me in this matter. And I'm uh-huh. kind of figuring out that depression is I, I I'm still trying to will my brain around it. And it hurts the fact for me I cried today. I've been crying all weekend. Oh, Get bet. help. Get help. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this whole weekend, and my phone died, and he lives in Augusta, Georgia, and, you know, I couldn't just bang on his door and say, Scotty, I'm, no, I should not have said that name. You need to get help. You need to reach out to the people. Definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah, it's. I was in a movie, actually, about that, where my character, finds, she comes and sees the brother because their mother has died, and the brother shows up after 10 years, and she goes back to his house, and she finds a suicide note on the counter and confronts him about it, and he doesn't want to talk about it, and she's like, you know, you're my brother, and they fight, and she leaves. She's like, you know, go ahead and do it, and she leaves. And then she feels guilty, and she comes back, and she can't find him. So she's panicked, thinking he's done it. She can't find the, the gun on the counter. She's running, and he's still he's okay, but he's laying on the ground listening to a tape recorder of their mom talking. So it's this, this poignant scene. And, um, you know, I had to go through the emotions of that. So I understand, uh, you know, it's pretty shocking having something yeah. like that. He's not... He's not He's not responding to, and the last thing we said was talking. He's like, I'm at mom's house now. My phone was hacked, and 
have not heard from my younger brother now. So I don't know. Wow. That's awful. Yeah. So I would recommend anybody, if you're going through this, please seek help for people that love you. And I don't, I don't really know what to say. I mean, I have a question. Is this, is the show still running? Are we still online? Yeah, yeah, we're still live. Okay, because okay, I, I thought it was going to be an hour, so I didn't know it was so. still going. But yeah, yeah I but agree it with you. Goes on forever. Goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> You're trapped. No, this is your purgatory. We're, we're in the after. We're in the after party now. Okay, I love after parties. Give me a good after party yeah. anytime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that works. I absolutely, serious note, I absolutely agree with you. If, if anybody's dealing with anything like that, they need to reach out to someone. You know, call anyone. I had a friend that was dealing with that, and we had the best conversation that we've ever had because they reached out and talked to me about it. And, you know, if you can't get someone, you know, write it, write it down. I think writing is very cathartic and it's helped me. You know, I've gone through issues myself during COVID when a lot of my events dried up, man, I was in a bad place and I reached out and I kind of drove some friends crazy because I called them a lot and I needed to because I was depressed. So I understand from a personal standpoint, it's, it can get very dark sometimes. And it's just about reaching out if you can. If you can't, then, you know, keep a diary. You know, just write down notes in your diary. You don't have to show them to anyone else. They don't need to see all that necessarily. But, you know, I think when my mom that raised me died, which is a whole other story. My family history is a whole other story. Yeah. But, uh, I was really, really depressed, and that's – I didn't get into it before, but that's kind of one of the reasons I got into acting because um, I started writing, you know, and I, I performed with a group doing monologues, and a lot of the monologues had to do with death. You know, I was really in a dark place, and, and but it helped me come out the other side. And Good. by acting it out and talking about it, it helped me get through it. So I think it's really important. get him out of the dark side? Because I have not heard from him. Well, you can't blame yourself. You can't blame yourself. You know, you can only do what you can do, and he's going to do whatever he does, and it's not up to you. But, you know, if you do get a hold of him, you know, you can just – I think I've kind of learned this more recently that sometimes people just want to be listened to and that's not always easy but um listening and trying not to be judging and just when it feels right giving suggestions like writing I something did tell or, them today i was like you heard a lot of people that love you and i'm so glad i get to talk to you Please call me. You're three hours behind me. I will take your call. Yeah. 
And, you know, you've That's got to express your feelings, too. I mean, it's, it's tough. Oh, yeah, it's really yeah. Tough. Yeah, because I think a lot of people don't realize that people care. You know, they get so isolated when they're in that place, they think nobody cares, but they do. Yep. Yeah, I I totally lost all feelings in my legs, and I hit my knees when I read his text message. I got bruises on my knees. Really? Well, I I, 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 and I literally just hung up on the phone with my mom, and I got that suicide note, and I just hit the ground, and I got bruises all over my knees because I hit the ground so hard. Jeez. That's awful. Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. And that's, you know, I always try to be nice to people because, you don't know what they're going through, and and I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, if they, you know, they're having a bad day, or you know, I try to be there for people if I can. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's not always easy, but uh, but in a lot of ways, I think it's it's something that that's more needed these days. Because, yes. you know, especially if you look online, it's like everybody's going after each other's throats for whatever reason. You, you know, pick, pick, you know, pick right. your poison for the day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's, it's really awful. And I have to really, because of my position, I have to be careful what I say. And I, I try to stay oh, yeah. out of politics, you know, anything like that. I don't even get there. I don't go there. Um, yeah, me neither. I don't like the bickering back and forth and the hatred, and I don't like any of that. And I just stay out of it completely. You know, I mean, fact, that's I'll, why I always say. Write stuff on my wall. I'll erase it. <laughs> I can't tolerate that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I always say, uh, you know, for myself, you know, I won't go into politics or religion because. First of all, if I wanted never, to go to politics, never, ever I, do that. Never, ever. Yep. You know, I, I would have been a political major. If I wanted to talk religion, I would have gone into theology. But I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so. And the thing is, like, you know, I'm make always it easy. researching. Like, if I if I put up a breaking news thing, you know how breaking news is. It can change. So if oh, I yeah. see that something's changed, I take it down right away and, and fix it. And some people will call me on it and say, uh, it's not that anymore. And I'm like, whoops, and I, you know, because you got to understand that it changes. You know, if it's breaking news, they don't always have all the facts immediately. And I try to really do my research the best I can, but even with that, sometimes things change. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's a sad the challenge at the end of the day. <laughs> what? I said it, it just adds more to the challenge at the end of the day. That's all. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's got their challenges, and like I, like we were talking about now with COVID and everything else. I mean, everybody's just been rung through the ringer, you know, and just it's been bad, really bad. 
Yeah. All so right. I try to so party we're about as much to be as possible. <laughs> what? Oh. We're about to be what cut off. Wow. I don't know what he's saying, oh. Golden. Okay. Thank you for being a friend. Travel Thanks, down guys. the road and back again.
Echo, make an announcement. What's the announcement? There's no dessert dirt. Fact is, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Announcing. There's no dessert dirt. Fact is, I gotta go to work tomorrow.
Hey, Chuck. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Okay, first of all, we need to get you back on my show. Okay. Second of all, um, can I file $100 till Thursday? Um, I'll have to look and see. I'm not home right now. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to figure. I don't know if you've seen my younger brother messaged my mom and I he was killing himself yeah it was it was a wreck and i'm trying to deal with things that work right now and i told him i was like you know what regardless of the situation i'm going to be at work yeah and now nick's telling me i just drove the car the gas lights on so i was like i just need to get to work Yeah, I'm actually on the road right now, so it's going to be a little while before I get home. Yeah. And next, like, gas lights on. Uh, you could probably get to work. Yeah, I might do tomorrow. I'll have to do some stuff around first, though. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I will pay you back on Thursday if you do. Okay, well, like I said, it'll work tomorrow, though. Um, I'm freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) You're all good. I love you. Yeah, you too. Yeah, we definitely look at some dates for you. Just let me know what you want to do. All right. Definitely book you. I just sent my my new book over to Nick. Okay. I will tell him to check it out. (laughs) All right. Thanks. I'll do it next morning. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.